183 when the always spunky JR joins us. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Wednesday. Hi, Riv. How are we doing, bud? If any better, I'd be you. As you can tell, I'm going golfing this morning. Don't have my normal normal hoodie on. With my I saw hat. that. You, you have the uh, the ball marker already strapped to your hat there, right? Ready Look to go. That. Ready to go. Yeah. Look at that. Ready to go. Hopefully, <laughs> I know, get a lot of greens, baby. You know, How today, far are you away from your golf course? Three minutes. Three minutes to the to my golf course and three minutes to the beach. I'm like right in the middle. It's perfect. So I just don't. I just hope I don't see any sand today. No sand today on the golf course. You know what today is, boys? What's Wednesday it? before Thanksgiving. What does that mean? The best. I mean what does I that mean? That means I biggest all day party today. night in America. And I mean the biggest party night in America. What, in the Peters household or just in general? In the United States. So this week is is big because you are right. It is the biggest party night. This is where people get the most drunk of any night of the the year. Really? And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, PD, if you're looking to get lucky, (laughs) sift through that snow and get to the bars, man. Listen, ho. We lived yeah. for these nights back when we were single and we played. I mean, if you played tonight, like the Sabres play tonight, and uh, they play St. Louis at home. And, and because you always had Thanksgiving off, you would have it didn't matter if you won. And every bar you went to, the smallest bar that nobody ever went to or the biggest bar that everybody went to, they were all hacked. You know why, Riv? This- is this, is this where you wore your tip-top tailor suit? The oh, best one you had in no. your closet? JR, JR, this was the, this, uh, was the this, JR, this was the only week in my NHL career that I did made sure all my dry cleaning was done. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the and I might have even tailor suit man was looking but, it was crisp. But, and this was the night to go out. This was it. Because because what happens is, Riv, everybody comes home from college for Thanksgiving. Not everybody can make it home for Christmas or they have other plans, but for some reason in the United States, I have learned that Thanksgiving is the biggest holiday across the board and everybody celebrates it. I don't know how you guys were when you guys played, but for the first eight years of my career, I never, we never had Thanksgiving at home because I was always on the road. That was always the big time when the circus came into into Chicago stadium. So we would take two week long road trips every single Thanksgiving. So I ate Turkey in a hotel room, but we enjoyed a lot of those Wednesday nights out before the games. And they, they were did you, wild. So you guys did, eh? you guys, Oh yeah. You guys oh, yeah. knew what was oh, going yeah. on. Everybody knew that what was going on. Yeah. Because unlike every other, you know, every other business or job, it's shut down on Thanksgiving and, you know, we have to play. I mean, it's a Canadian sport. This is not a not a Canadian. Well, your Canadian Thanksgiving is in October, but yep. you know, we would play. We would play on Thursday nights or on Thanksgiving night. Not even. Not they even have no games tomorrow. It. They've changed that under the new CBA and stuff. They have more of course time they did. Christmas. Of course they did. Yeah. You got to make sure everybody. You got to make sure everybody feels good and can make sure that they can celebrate everything together. And let's make everybody happy, National Hockey League. Yay, happy at National Hockey League. Why is there three football games then? Uh, because it's the national pastime. 
Okay. So <laughs> hockey, hockey's just taking the night off. Eh? It's just yeah, like, it no one's going to watch our yeah. garbage. So. No football <laughs> shares the same day as the church football. You can play any day and they're going to sell out. It's scary yeah. to think about it's... how big the monster is of the NFL. Actually, actually football within Thanksgiving is its own holiday. Right. So right. you got three football games during the day. Turkey that the eat, the eating is just, that's like a intermission. Right, it's like football drink, football drink. Oh, let's have some turkey. Football, football drink. Yeah. It's interesting, but the NFL can get away with that. But the NHL, you, you think they're are they not? They're not big enough. Do you remember that, guys? When we were we were in the league, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have they're gonna have um, the, the NHL is gonna do their I believe in Easter. I think they're going to do the transgender team versus the NHL All Star team. That's I think that's the game that they're gonna do. Oh, yeah. the uh that's gonna the, be that's gonna be the all-star game this year for the national hockey league watch you watch the the uh the nhl owns new year's day though with the winter class uh, I, I i you just gonna let that one go pd i, I don't know where to go with that i don't know where because they, they're they're in some trouble right now with that with uh with their tweets yesterday with the transgender comments this, and this is my I'm, I'm gonna say this i'm gonna say what i think about it and because I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you want to be, what you, who you think you are, all that stuff. Okay. I don't care if you, if a man wants to be a woman, a woman wants to be a man. That's great. Go for it. Do it. I'll hang, I'll hang out with you on the night before Thanksgiving and drink with you and have fun and accept you who you are. Right. That's fine. But I don't need the national hockey league tweeting out to me, telling me that I have to believe that a, biological woman is really a man biologically and that a biological man is really a woman biologically because they want to biologically they are not if they want to live their life like that that's fine but i don't need the national hockey league telling me telling me what i should think about that whole you know the transgender and who who they think they are biologically a man is a man biologically a woman is a woman now if you want to live a different way great i love it all the power to you you're, you're not going to get any you're not going to get any any blowback from me i'll love you and party with you as much as you want but i don't want a national hockey league who should be who should be out peddling their team and their star players i don't need them telling me about social things that i should be the ice how i should think yeah, National Hockey League. That's just bullshit. National Hockey, stay in your lane. <laughs> that's 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 what I was just actually thinking. Same Me, here. I don't even have a comment on it because I, I listen. I I just choose to not even open my eyes to you know this discussion. You know, it's okay. I I, it's okay. I will just say I will just say this. Whatever makes you happy, man. Exactly. Life's too short. You could right. be exactly. dying. You could saying. be dying the next day. Let me yeah. tell you, live your best life. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. I don't life. care yeah. what you are, or what you want to be, and this, that, and the other. Just live your best life, man. Live for yourself. By the way, yourself, by the and, way and, and it's true. Well, well said. Like, if, if, if Bruce Jenner wants to call himself Caitlyn Jenner, I'll call him Caitlyn. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. But, absolutely. but Bruce, Jenner, Bruce Jenner is still a man that's living as a woman. Great. I love you, Bruce Jenner. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. I do. I don't, I don't care. 
I'm so happy as long as you're happy inside, because we have too many people in this world yeah. that are not happy inside. We need everybody to be their best people. So right. do it. Go for it. I am. I'm all for it. But I don't want. I don't <laughs> want the National Hockey League telling me yeah. how I should how I should think. That's not their. That's not their role. It's not their role. Their role that's is right. to put great great product on the ice and and entertain the people and and give us a sport that we can get away from our lives to watch and get and have have fun that's what the national hockey league's job is period end of sentence yep i i uh, agree with everything you guys just said i'm not even gonna gonna follow up with that because you know what what riv said is exactly right i mean if you're happy whatever whatever what's the saying whatever floats your boat man whatever whatever yeah. you you feel is best for you and the way you want to live your life simple yeah. as that yeah. Like we said before, let your best self out. If you're a man and you want to be a woman, go live it. I love it. I'm going to come party with you. I'm not going to treat you any different. It's just we need to be more loving to people in this world, period. More loving. But let's have science, a little bit of science to, that we can all fall back on and facts that we can all fall back on. That's really important, too. Well, tough you know. transition out of that conversation. I mean, that's that's as uh, that's as serious as it gets. Thanks for joining us today, Jr. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Happy oh, Thanksgiving! Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But tonight, tonight is the uh, biggest party night in America, and that's kind of where we started. So have fun tonight and be safe, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that are partaking in the in the fun. Hey, what, you know, what is it about? What is what is it about the Bruins that they seem they could just, they're just rolling through game after game? It doesn't even seem like they're having like any problems with anyone, and it's they're making games look so easy right now. They're they're an easy bet on the board right now. Was Bruce Cassidy that bad of a coach? Was no 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 clearly not because he has Vegas rolling. So let me let me retract that statement and rephrase it. You didn't think of that one very well, did you? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how quick that you picked up on your stupid <laughs> comment, but go ahead, finish it. No, 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 no. I caught that just in time. I, you know what? I think to be able to correct yourself, regardless of how much time it takes okay. in between, I did that on the fly, baby. So, bro, you, bro, do you, you know how many times that I've made stupid, the most stupid mistakes? That was actually a good mistake. I made one to the deuces. Oh, I appreciate, I appreciate Rivs is hard on me today. As you can tell, he's already been, he's riding me pretty good. My character, but anyway, so, he leaves, breath of fresh air. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're they're rolling. They have a few players back, but then he but you know, he's got Vegas going too. What was the issue there before? I think the message wore out on the players. Tell you the truth. I mean, I think, you know, and I think I bet you Ber I, I wonder whether Bergeron and him had a great relationship. It always starts from the top down. Um I know Bruce very, very well. I played with Bruce um, when I, you know, back when I first started and known him for 30 some odd years. Uh, and he's a very smart hockey guy, but he's, he's really easy to get along with. You know, he's very easy going. I, I, it's a really interesting breakup, you know, just like Barry Trotz was with in, in at the Island, you know, teams that are rolling along that don't, you don't need a coaching change, but they do. And why is it? Is it relationships with the top to the coach, you know, GM to coach? Um, some of the players, like secretly after closing meetings, are like, hey, listen, you know, this this message is kind of it's kind of bland. Nobody's really responding anymore, you know, which could happen from the leadership in Boston. 
Why did they not play as well? Why was Cassidy let go? And and the question is, how many years was Cassidy with the Boston Bruins? Do we have any idea? Uh, yeah. Do you have that stat for me, 12, 12 years? 10 years? You think that much? Uh, no, I don't think it was that long, but I want to say it was like seven, seven or eight. Here it is here. Okay, ready? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so seven only, years. Only seven, seven years is a long now, time. Only seven, but he well, he was in the organization. He was he was in Providence for a long time. So that's. But that's I, in- I I look at this and I and I think uh, I think in the NHL, especially with with a Boston team that relatively had the same core players there for a long time. So you, you know you have your Brad Marchands, you have your Pasternak, your Bergeron. Your Charlie McAvoy's, your Charlie Coyles, Jake DeBrus. You just keep going down the line yeah. with this team. It's a bunch of players that have been there and had the same coach, the same philosophy, the same voice, the same defensive system, offensive system. And I think sometimes things just get stale. It just it, it just gets stale. It's 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 like that it's like that girlfriend when you're a young kid, you know, you you date her for a couple months and then all of a sudden you're just kind of like, you know what? You know, she's a great girl, but you know, is there something else out there that's going to excite me even more, okay? And I look at Bruce Cassie, I think he's an absolutely fantastic coach in the NHL, but I think his message started to fall on some deaf ears some veteran deaf ears and they and they they looked to make a change which what happens is you change the environment the excitement and now all of a sudden the same team Brad Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, Hall, McAvoy, Coyle, DeBrust, Smith and you just keep going down the line there's the same team but now they have a new voice behind the bench and it's exciting it's exciting Mm -hmm. you want to impress that new voice that new you know that new coach and i think that's kind of where uh the the team was already fantastic yeah but now they have a chance to really impress a coach that is obviously starting and looking at this team saying i've cut something special here i need to be on my game right and it's just working well it's working well. How about do you think Boston? And this is a question. This is, and a lot of people ask me, "What is the key? What is the trick behind Boston? Why? Why are they so consistent?" And you know, what my what my answer is, and I'd be curious. I, I want you yours. to answer this, but I also want to answer my answer right that's after yours. That's that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to say. Okay, uh, listen. Let's see how well you and I kind of think. Okay. Yep. And the word that the word that we're thinking of, we're going to say at the count of three. Let's see if we both know the same word. Okay, ready? So when I count to three, say the word. Okay, okay. what? What? Why the Boston Bruins? Ready? One, two, three. Leadership. Defense. <laughs> 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 we're wrong. Almost. Oh, wrong. You guys are wicked in sync, man. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, I think we both make very good points. Boston is a extremely well taught team defensive team but i think also what goes into that riv is the leadership on this team that the two leaders that they've had for the longest time bergeron and chara both very defensive minded very very respected uh very good hockey players in their own right none like known just leaders and then you have marshawn to follow it up behind i just think that they 
those guys in the leadership role are looked looked very highly upon upon the, the core players and they drag people into the game night in and night out to play the right way. And that and Rev, that's exactly right. Starting in your own zone, out. You know, it, it's what for me. I 100% agree with your leadership. You know, you, you just go through the entire lineup. You know, with you know a guy like Taylor Hall, even who everybody thinks of Taylor Coyle? Hall. Charlie, Charlie Coyle, Coyle has grown. Um, you know, even even Nick Felino, who is a former captain of a team, awesome. there is there is loads of leadership on the team. For me. When you have a winning team that is almost damn near impossible to beat on a nightly basis, it starts with when you have to have elite players. Okay. When I say elite, Pasternak, Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, these players right now are highly offensive hockey players that have been doing it for years in the NHL. But you know what Brad Marchand is? He's literally one of the greatest penalty killers in the National Hockey League with Patrice Bergeron. When you have your best and most elite players care about defense just as much as the offense, then you're you're damn near going to be impossible to beat. Because when you have super elite players, David Krejci, if you were to describe to me Patrice Bergeron, okay? Like the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Patrice Bergeron is that he is basically one of the best defending players ever. But when you go back and you look at his statistics, he's scoring 25 to 30 goals every single year. He adds 60 to 70, 80 points a year. I mean, Brad Marchand is is just absolutely an insanely highly offensive player, but he's also one of the best defensive players in the entire league. When you have this mix of elite offensive hockey players that care about defense, then, I mean, I don't know how you beat them. That's it's, my thought. Do, you don't do beat them very often. Do you think Krejci left often. because of Cassidy and then came back after, after he was gone? By the way, great, by the way, a, and how about actually, this? that's actually a great, that's actually a great question. And one that could very well be true. Why not? I bet Krejci left and then Bergeron was up for a deal. And I bet Bergeron was like, if he's back, I'm not. I, listen, it, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason or answers more succinct than that, I think. Yeah. I th- I, I I'll mean, give you my opinion. So he played in the 2020-21 season. He sat out the 21-22 season, okay, which was last year. Had a great year. David Krejci in in his last year in the league at age, what, 35 years old, in 51 games played, okay, a shortened NHL season. He had eight goals and 44 points plus 16. This set, what, 30, 35 years old? I think this, just my opinion. I think that David uh, Krejci was completely fed up with the COVID bullshit, okay? I think he was fed up with having to deal with that with his, not only at the rink at work every day, testing this, that, and the other, quarantines. It was just everybody dealt with a, a really tough time. And I think that he was just at the point of, you know what? I'm going back to check. 
I'm going back to my homeland. I'm going to live and enjoy myself. I'm going to play over in Czech Republic. And I, I don't have the same rules over there than I do here. And he just went back and enjoyed the game. Lived in his own country. Yeah, his, his country. Lived in his hometown. Lived in his home. That, that A place that he calls home. Even though he's been in Boston for forever. And uh, I think he played out the 2021-22 season, actually played very well. And I think the boys, guys like Brad Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, the guys were like, let's give this another kick. You know, I I look at Pasternak's stats and I look at all the guys that are getting stats. And you know what the, the one thing that comes to my mind, and this is, this is a perfect conversation for you guys is I think the NHL has done an amazing job opening up the game to allow these players to be stars. I I, I mean, look, go look at the goals, go look at the points, go look at like, you. Well, they, they definitely, you're definitely, they have, they have set the game for the most talented players to thrive because they want goals. And I think they've, they've achieved that. They've achieved that uh, goal of opening up the game to let the best players do their thing. I, I totally agree with you, but, but doesn't it frustrate you as a player? And I'm sure a lot of fans who haven't played the game get very frustrated over the, the slash in the hand penalty, right? Just a little splash slash in the hand is a penalty. I mean, there's, there's, there are things that they did that are great, but just these little ticky tack penalties I, and I know again it leads to goals and stuff, but um, I'm not a fan of the slap, just a, a, a glove tap with a stick as a penalty. But I do, I do agree with you that the league has done a very good job to let the talented players entertain and do their thing at a better. Because you guys remember back in the '90s, it was like bear hugging. You could bear hug somebody and hold them, and you could hook and ski behind somebody without a penalty, like literally pull somebody yeah. back and go. Like it was, and the funny it thing is hockey. It, 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 it ruined the game though. JR, it was a shitty it game. Did. Like we were not only were not only were players on the back check that were as lazy as friggin' all hell. You could sit there and ski behind a guy hook around his waist and just basically yep. say, I gotcha. And now I'm, yep. I'm so lazy. I don't want to work to get back. I'm just going to ski behind you and hook you. It slowed down the game. On top of that, you had the trap. Yep. They were throwing in. You could literally bear hug a guy. You could cross check a guy as hard as you can in the back in front of the net. You could literally, it was like the Wild West. When you think about what happened in the late 90s, early 2000s when I played, I mean, I love the game today because ultimately the most important thing, if you cannot do one thing, you will never, ever, ever play in the NHL skate Skate. because you can't hook guys anymore. So you Mm -hmm. have to use your skating ability to close on gaps to, and, and the, the only guys that can do that are the best skaters in the world. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the most talented. We're seeing the most, you know, um, exciting dynamic players in the world right now and the game has changed and it's for the better there's another area too yeah so good 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 point by you like the national hockey league has done a great job of changing the rules taking the red line out allowing it to be a more you know 
long, long range game, especially with this speed. And the, the hockey is exciting as hell to watch. There's no question about it. Good point. Well, well, it's <laughs> interesting that you say take the red line out because I actually w- wouldn't mind seeing them put it back in. No, definitely not. You're gonna sl- you're gonna slow the game down. Why would you do well, that? I I have no idea why you keep and we me and you behind closed doors because we don't stop talking. I mean the podcast ends. We do it for an hour and then all of a sudden <laughs> we literally talk for another hour and discuss and debate even more. Which I'm like we should be we should be pressing the button and just like because you keep bringing this up about the red line and putting the red line back in and I just I don't know it's if no you're just pressing my buttons. Or if you believe this is the right thing to do for the game, like I don't understand why you would want the red line in. I, I would, I want to hear a reason. I want to hear a reason why the red line would be would be suitable. What did, what purpose will it have putting it back in and bringing back the two line pass? What what benefit comes out of that, Pete? You get open ice hits. What? No, you get more open ice hits if you get more open ice hits if it gets we don't the red see line any out. open ice hits anymore. Who but cares? That's what the, that's what the league you see wants. more goals. Um, no, listen on a more serious. PD, note, PD, I love you, but that was an awful argument. Well, that's, that's the best part about this is I can edit this out, but I won't. I won't because I'll let. <laughs> I won't. I won't because it's good to be stupid sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to be stupid Dude, and just try to hey. trap you guys. I was trying to trap you, idiots, but you're too smart you're for tell, it. No, you're, you're no. But in a, on a serious note, though, more directed to 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 my style of game, like when I played, a lot of the the less fighting ha- allows for more flow as well. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, I can I can tell you times where I remember dropping the gloves and squaring off with a guy because I didn't give a shit what circumstance it was in a game. I just wanted to get it out of the way. And our team's on a two on one. You know what I mean? Or a three on two. Like how many times have games been stopped when there are rushes and just stopped for for almost no purpose? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the game has a lot more flow now. Yeah, I, I definitely think the game. I mean, I I love a good fight. Don't get me wrong, but I think the game has gotten it's more talented, and the fighting is is very very rare. But I still see, you know, I still see people in the stands and kids in the stands. They'll they'll yell fight 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 when they start squaring off. I mean, these the fans want to see it. I I know they do, but I don't know. I think the game the game is great. I don't think. But again, I, I I, I'll give you a great example, though, Jr. Like for me, and 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 you and all of us played in an era, and you even before all of us, Jr. Where I mean, it was super dangerous. Like I mean, super, super dangerous. Like Andrew Peters and the era that he played in was was ultimately fighting guys that these new wave fighters came into the league. Okay. And the new age fighters, like in the nineties were making like the least on the team. Okay. And Andrew was also making the least on the team in his era. The difference was this back in the nineties, you were making what a hundred and maybe $150,000. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. And then the fighter that, that, that happened in the two thousands, that went from like a hundred in the nineties to like seven seven hundred in million, in the two thousands. Yeah, so now yeah, over, in, into a million, 
Yeah. And even more. So now all of a sudden you're looking at going these, these new enforcers are like, they're, they're, they were bigger. They were, they were all six, five, six, 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 seven. They're coming in at two forty, two fifty, and two sixty. These guys did not go home in the summertime and, you know, put money into a power skating coach to learn how to skate better because they didn't skate. They basically played three minutes a night and they went out and they fought another, another tough guy who is just like him that basically did MMA fighting in the summertime that worked on boxing that worked on things that the game, the fighters became extremely, extremely dangerous men on, on ice. Yeah. Well, for, like for every, the record, I, I could every, fucking skate, okay? Team, I just want to make that clear. Team. I could skate that, forward, backward, you, crossover, Hamel Camel, you know, all that shit. Bring it on. I can do it. But you were all, also a second-round draft pick, Petey. You were also not just picked in the National Hockey League because you're a complete meat stick, okay? You had <laughs> size, skating, shot. You had you yeah. played with Derek Roy in, in, in junior hockey. You're playing with literally one of the most skilled guys in the entire league. How? Because you had the ability to play the game, and that's why you were that's why you're thirty second overall in the NHL draft is because you had a package. I'm talking about the guys that came in were guys that could not skate, that were absolutely horrendous, but they were big and they could stand yeah. there, and their their punches were extremely extremely dangerous. Yeah. Every team had one. Or Every two. team had a or two or but three. They had- but they had guys that came onto the ice in warm up, and when you were skating around them, you looked at them, you're like, "Oh my god, bro, I do not want to lock horns with that guy." Holy guy, that like how intimidating! Like you just go through like like the the Chris Nylans, the Gino Ojics, the um, Rob Ray's, um, the, the Rob Ray's. They're, they're the, all five eleven. Stu the Stu Grimsons. We had a guy named Wayne Van Dorp on our team in Chicago, like couldn't play a lick i love him to death i'm sorry swoop i'm i'm telling you that you weren't a good hockey player but boy <laughs> this guy could boy this guy could fight oh could he fight he was so strong and he was like just that one of those one of the best guys in the locker room one of the greatest teammates he was so tough but couldn't play the game a lick but every team seemed to have a couple of them right yeah that, um St. Louis had Darren Kimball. Kelly Chase could play the game. Kelly was a good player. Actually, Darren was okay too, but Kelly could play the game. He was tough as nails. And then you had Twister. Holy jumping Twister. The guy was looked like a, seriously, like a bodybuilder. I told you, I told you this. I I might've told you this story before. I'll just tell it really quick. Tony Twist in Montreal, we're winning. Okay. We just, we just absolutely crushed the St. Louis Blues. Okay. It's like six to two. And things were getting really uh, starting to get out of hand. All right. So there's, I'm not kidding you, JR. There's a face off taken with like three seconds left in the game. Think about this three seconds. Now, I want you to tell me what happens whether you're on the bench or on the ice, I want you to tell me what immediately goes through your mind when this situation happens. Vinny Dolphus, Mark Rosinski, Brian Savage, we've got our two defensemen. 
I'm sitting on the bench. I'm looking out onto the ice. There's three seconds left. We've absolutely beat the shit out of them. The game's 6-2. Tony Twist is a left winger. Do you remember that? Left-handed mm-hmm. shot, left winger. Yep. yep, yep. He pulls the centerman out of the center position to take the draw with three seconds left. Now, let me Big ask you something. Off. Big face Let off. me ask you something. Has Tony Twist ever taken a face-off in his entire life? The answer is no. probably no. Okay, that's number one of my spidey senses on the bench going, ding, ding, ding. There's something seriously wrong going on that something's going to happen. Vinny Dolphus, I'm thinking about, I told him after the game, I'm like, are you stupid? <laughs> like, what do you think's going to happen when Tony Twist kicks the center out of the center position and goes to take the draw? Did you think that you wanted to win the draw for your draw percentage? Tony twist the puck is dropped and absolutely smokes Vinny Donfus who was our captain like I mean damn near it was like a cartoon character Vinny's head (laughs) went four feet off his head and then and then retracted back and I'm and he's laying on the ice dead and I'm thinking to myself you deserve this Vinny Dolphus, you deserve this for not understanding the danger situation that's going to occur. Like I would have lived. Know your surroundings, man. Know your surroundings. Right. Shame on you, Vinny. Uh, Stranger danger. Stranger danger, man. Yeah. There's a stranger in the face off circle. Get the fuck out. Oh my God. Stranger (laughs) danger. Come on, Vinny. Did you not learn anything when you were a kid? Uh, speaking of St. Louis, okay, great transition. Speaking hot, of, hot as hell. Holy, holy shit. shit. What did, not, what did one of there? us not talk about possibly Craig Berube on the chopping block here not long ago? Well, listen, uh, can I just say one thing and I'll let JR take this over? Did we not want to like absolutely crush uh, Shell and Keith? Get him out of there. He's yeah. the reason why yeah. they're losing. Then you yeah. have uh, yeah. Barube, the same thing. We Bruce talked Boudreaux. about this uh, two, two and a half weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, these two teams are absolutely on fire. Okay. So is this the reason? Is this coaching reasons? Or are these the guys that finally decide that they're going to play the right way and play more consistent? Obviously, you don't just turn it around like that because a coach tells you a different game plan. It, it comes down to the players being more prepared, more bought in more uh i think um uh focused on the game and when you're focused on the game and you're prepared to play the game you go in there and you do the right things and when you do the right things you win hockey games i i still think guys i still think a lot of these these players in this game walk into that arena at 4 at 4:30 4:45 and have not thought about the fucking game one one bit and just put their their gear on and go on and hope that they're they're they do they play a good game. They just fly by the seat of their fucking pants because they make so much money. There's I bet you there are some players that don't even think about the fucking game on game days. And these are the teams that are down. Like last night, you think the Montreal Canadiens are ready to start that game? Fuck, it's two nothing before it's even minute into the game. Three the nothing after less than three minutes. Three nothing. Okay. Okay, so that that right there, that right there is not a talent issue. It's not a coaching issue. It's a prepared to start at the right time 
and work your bag off from the start of the puck and play a 60-minute game. They they weren't prepared. I mean, Buffalo Buffalo had to be prepared. They are on a on on a, on a awful streak right now, and they had to be ready. And if they lost to Montreal, things would have been double worse. They were ready to play at the drop of the puck. It it bothers it. It really bothers me a lot. Like that's the one thing in today's game that. That's why. That's why when you're a gambler and you're playing against teams, you're watching teams beat other teams that should be beating other teams because the other team takes it for granted. And next thing you know, you lose two points, and I lose five hundred dollars, and it fucking sucks. Well, hard work will always beat talent. That's when talent does, that's when talent that's not a, yes. When talent doesn't want to work, I was just about to say, Jr. That that's not a cliche, but you just added that sure. point in, and now that's a cliche. Hard work. No, but it, Will be talent, talent. Seven, days, seven days a week when talent doesn't want to work. There you go. And that's what it's all about. Like you look at the St. Louis Blues. You had Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. We talked about Ryan O'Reilly. Um, Ryan O'Reilly in 10 games had one goal, zero points. It was minus 11. Okay. In the last eight games that he's played, he has seven points and five goals in eight games. Five goals. I mean, um, St. Louis is a veteran is a veteran team. You know, Braden Shen, you know, Justin Falk, Tarasenko, Brisnevich, you know, Noel Achari, Ryan O'Reilly. You just go through this lineup. Uh Nick Letty. They're they're this is a veteran laden lineup in, in St. Louis. They've pulled it all together. They're feeling good about themselves. They're a very, very, very tough team to play against right now. And you know, it's interesting that, you know, I, I, I look at the St. Louis Blues and what are they, seven wins in a row right now? Is that it? Pretty sure. Something um, like that because they were like 0-6. Oh, yeah. And and, it, and it's just... 10 and 6. 10 and 8. 10 and 6. So who's the next game that St. Louis plays? Buffalo. Tonight. Oh. Nothing like Buffalo walking into a couple whammies, eh? They play they play St. Louis Blues, which is on the second hottest team in the NHL right now with a seven game winning streak, and then they play Lindy Ruff and the New Jersey Devils on a thirteen game winning streak, and Buffalo just coming off just coming off what uh, an eight game losing streak, pulled it together last night in in Montreal. Had a real solid game, but I mean, no games get easier. No games mm-hmm. get easier. Well, I think that again, Buffalo last night going into that game, they they saw on that schedule that was the one game that they have to win because if not, they're losing probably ten in a row, eleven in a row. I'm glad they you busted know, the eight game losing streak, but they should be beating Montreal. Yes, they sh- they, should they should be beating Montreal. They should- there's a couple teams they should have beaten over the last eight yes, game losing streak. Hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. Right, and that, yep. they did. They didn't. Didn't happen. Well, why do you, um, Why do you say that? Why do you Why do you say that they should be beating Montreal? Because I think they're better than Montreal. Uh, that's why they should be beating Montreal. I I don't I don't think going into this season, if Carey Price were in net last night, I'd be saying it's going to be tough to win this game. But he's not. Yeah. So you know they they have some really good young players. 
They're kind of in the same place as the Sabres. I don't think they have nearly as much talent as the Sabres. Well, well, listen, they are, and I think what you said, PD, is exactly right. They are in the same situation, in the same part of the uh, of the of the standings as Montreal. So, in that fact, the fact that they had lost eight games straight, it, and you're playing against a team that is, is is of your caliber, or maybe a little bit worse, I don't know. That's up for debate. Then your anger, your desire, your uh, your desperation should win that hockey game when you're on a losing eight-game losing streak. Now, I don't know what Montreal's streak was going into there, but it wasn't an eight-game losing streak. Correct. Right? And and in those eight games that the Sabres lost, Carolina-Tampa, okay. Arizona 4-1, that's not a game they should be losing. Vegas. At home. Okay. At home, yeah. Vegas 7-4 loss. Okay. It's Vegas, their powerhouse. Boston, Boston 3-1 loss. No should've. problem there. Vancouver 5-4 loss. Unacceptable. Ottawa, yep. 4-1 loss, unacceptable. Yep. Toronto, 5-2 loss. It's Toronto. They're expected to be good. Yep. Montreal, 7-2 win. Okay, 7-2 is a little bit more than what I what you need, but I mean, shit, way to go. You know, but they should be winning that game. St. Louis, not likely. New Jersey, not likely. Tampa, not likely. Detroit is a must. That's their next games coming up. And Detroit's playing well right now. And Detroit's playing well right now. They're, they're coming off a long road trip, though, so they might catch Detroit at, the, at a good time. It's amazing, though, how you can be so bad and then be so good. It's crazy to me. Well, Seattle's a, Seattle's interesting to me, too. And did you see they sent Shane Wright down? He played in the American League last night, scored scored a goal early. I don't know what he did the yeah, rest of the night. Yeah, sniped it. Yeah, but he had, one, he had one early on in the game. Well, you know who else should be with him? Yari Slavkowski, the number one overall pick playing for Montreal. He doesn't have any business playing in the in this league right now. That's just my it's my opinion. And you know, he's 18 years old. He's he's still super young. He's a kid. And right now, I mean, he's struggling in all aspects of the game. He's relatively unnoticeable. He needs to be in an environment where confidence will be built to an extreme. And if that's sending him back to junior for half a year where he can go and absolutely shred junior hockey or go play him in Europe, whatever you need to do to continue to allow this young, super, super young player to continue to develop and keep his confidence. That's where he needs to be right now. You know, the question, the question that you ask with young players, are they thriving and learning or are yeah. they surviving? And then and right debate, now, I think Slavkowski is surviving. He's not thriving and, at all. And then the debate comes back. I had this conversation on air with the with the Ducks post game show the other day. Then it comes to the debate when you're seeing these kids struggle, you see a Shane Wright get sent down. You see this kid in Montreal struggling. It is 18 too young to be drafted should they move that draft to 19 give these kids one more year of preparation another year for the national hockey league to see them grow and develop and let them come in as 20 year olds right i think i think you're bang on jr 1000 percent. i agree with this 1000 yeah. percent. i agree with yeah. the age but here's here's where i will throw in the wrinkle the top three picks in the nhl can be picked at 18. You can pick an 18-year-old kid 
at 18. And those 18 year olds will have the ability to play in the NHL. Yeah, I think, yeah, because you do have, you do have special players and special exemptions. And absolutely. You know, I they, mean, they, they, they do it in, in the Quebec or in the junior ranks, right? They have that special, that you have your, you're an exemption yeah. type player that can play in the Western league, the Quebec major junior or the OHL. And you have an exceptional status players, guys like, like Connor they'll, have, McDavid, like they'll have this year, like they'll have this year coming out with uh, uh, Bedard. Connor uh, Bedard. Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was an exceptional status player. The guy is shredding the WHL. Like, I mean, shredding it at the age of 17, he's 17 okay. years old. So this weekend is, um, I was up in Vancouver doing an event up there, by the way, I love Vancouver. It's a great city, great people. Um, and I was in Langley where the bears play the Langley bears, the Western, the Western league. And I, I, they have a beautiful building guys. I mean, what a, what an awesome, what an awesome thing to do as a young teenager to play junior hockey. I mean, I'm looking at this building, beautiful building. And I said, how many people get uh, fit in this building? It's like 6,000, but we probably get 37, 3,800 a night. And uh, they said, oh, until next week, Connor Bedard's coming in next, next Saturday. Can't get a ticket. Tickets are going for like $500 a piece. If you can get a ticket in to watch a junior game, yeah, just to watch Connor Bedard come in places packed. It's been sold out for weeks. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I love that. See, those are the special kids that you're talking about. The WHL and the president of the WHL Hockey League, okay, the Western Hockey League, was basically saying that the, the ticket sales following around Connor Bedard around the league has been more sales than any player in the history of the game. Okay? Wow. He's He goes on road trips. <clears throat> And the, and the places that he is going to on that road trip are being sold out weeks in advance. Yeah. So yep. there's quite a hype on this, this young kid. Um, he's doing some pretty special things and, uh, 48 you know, points in 22 games right now, 48 points in 22 games. Yeah. And he's 17 years old playing against guys that are 18, 19 and 20. Yeah. Wow. He's yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know what? I'll end you on this note too. Then, uh, if if no red line, if not putting the red line back in, how do you feel about pulling the blue lines out? <laughs> Got to offsides, man. Get rid of the well, offsides. Have a stretch guy all the way down on the far corner. Hey, let's just fucking let's just go on a fucking pond and put some boards up and let's play on the ponds. Let's just do that. Mystery Alaska. Good luck I'll in your golf there. game, buddy. Thanks, bro. I'm gonna make lots of birdies today. Later, bud. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.